I have something, it, it costs me a lot, both in um, money, sweat, tears, hard nights. When I came out of that and I was had to work a few other jobs to, to pay those bills and get that taken care of, that's not easy. And there's a lot of stress in those times. So, you know, there is that aspect of sort of um, persevering over a challenge you had, but um, just that personal growth, getting it out there and really uh, having this opportunity to help people and see how what I put out there impacts. You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Maruk Imtiaz, and I'm on a journey to create inspiring, helpful, and meaningful content. This podcast is not going to showcase high-profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder. Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to, and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Welcome to episode 16. We're currently talking to Matt. So if you want to hear a bit more about Matt and our interview earlier, please go to episode number 15. But if not, I appreciate you anyway. And here goes part two, episode 16. And I love the way that you mentioned how you got past it is by reframing. Every time a fear comes up, you reframe it to, well, I can't add value until... I put something out there, you know, be it good value, bad value. There's going to be zero value until something is out there. Now, yeah. even getting to that reframing, would you say the most that happened mostly because you were, you had the right voices in your head, like the right influencers that you were listening to, or was it like um, certain mentors? Like what was the combination? What helped you get to the stage where you're like, you know what? I have the fears. I can feel the fears and I will do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good question. Yeah. You know, I, I have, I have these voices in my ears yeah. almost all the time. Yeah. And even from um, just seeing people do great work. So uh, Roman Mars and, and seeing how he stood up 99% invisible and then Radiotopia um, seeing how Hrishikesh Hirway set up sound song exploder and a lot of the success that he came um came from that even he has that series on netflix now and he's talking to some like major names in music and having meaningful conversations about how they pull songs together um you know when you see people take risks pursuing their passion and i think that's probably it that when i step back and i look at how passionate i was about pastry and i still am i still love it it is it is um it holds that sort of duality in my life where it is just like this painfully hard thing to do. I'm right. skilled in it, but it's very hard to do, but I love doing it. So in some ways it's self-inflicted torture and sometimes some ways it's a hobby, you know, <laughs> I can so, totally relate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But when you see someone with that level of passion for what they do and you see them driving toward it, you look at yourself and say, well, why can't I do that? And then you, and the answer to that is, well, you can just, just do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And not a Shia LaBeouf, just do it, but like, you know, just, just do it. Yeah. Like get, get in there, make it happen. Do something to push toward that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the important piece. Do something to push towards it. So many times yeah. we compare our first stage, someone's like 45th stage, you know, mm. and, and that's, that's not a fair comparison. It's as long as you start making those steps. And now that we're talking about influencers and people that were in your head, I kind of want to ask you, 
when you when you wanted your voice out there, uh, why was podcasting the route you took? Um, was there were there other platforms you considered, or did podcasting make sense for your industry? Like, could you talk a bit about that? I chose podcasting for a few reasons, um, and it's something that came through my head when a little bit earlier was that, you know, I'm, I'm getting past these barriers in my, my world of vulnerability, right? Right. There are no videos of me out there. There are a handful on maybe my you know, portfolio site, but they are behind. And I know that because I Google searched you uh, before our yeah. co- uh, conversation. So I, I can, I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I have, I have one video I think that's relatively well accessible, but it's, um, it's all of bread. <laughs> And, and bread dough and it's, you may see my hands in it, but that's it. Um, and so I, I, but I don't want to detract from the importance of podcasting to me. It's one of the primary things I ingest are podcasts Mm. and it's, it's just something I enjoy listening to. And I think it's partly that when you listen to podcasts, especially something like this or something like Tim Ferriss's show, um, or even, you know, radio lab where it's high production, 99% invisible, where they have this really nice level of production storytelling right. story. Yeah. Um, it's almost like watching a movie, but just listening. To yeah. It. Yes, yes. Yeah. That it really sparks the imagination when you're, yeah. when you're watching a movie, it's sensory overload. When you're trying to video, it's like everything is handed to you and right. there's no room for you to, to make sense of it. You're just taking what's happening. And I know that's, that's a bit black and white. That's, it, there, there's a lot more gray in there that I'm expressing. Right. Um, and I think that's what I, I like about podcasting. That and I can do while I occupy two separate parts of my mind. Um, and so I can listen to these rich stories. And then I, for, in addition to that, um, one of the important things to me was to provide a vehicle for someone who is aspiring to move into this field to mm. find room to ingest this information. Um, so some of it was fear of being on video. I'm not going right. to lie about it. And some of it was, well, you know what, if, you know, if I go back to my early chefing days, Mm -hmm. I'm riding a bus through the city and then walking and I got my gear on me and then I got to get to the hotel and I got to switch into my, my, um, my chef uh, gear and, you know, chef pants and my hat and all the coat and get into the kitchen. And I couldn't, I couldn't watch a video and have all that happen. You know, it, it would make sense to have someone in my ear, describing something to me. And, and it is a challenge because cooking is a very, um, it's a very sensory dependent activity. So right. I think videos are in the future, but it seems like the podcast was the way to go. I mean, technically my engagement to the world as this entity, Bake Like a Chef, as Chef Matt, is uh, started in on Facebook where I'm in the chef communities. And if I have value to add, someone says, what do you think of this? Or how do you get past this? I'll provide my input. Yeah. That's a great and way to engage. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's, you find people right in the moment when they have a problem. And so that's technically where it started, but for all the reasons I just mentioned, podcasting was the way to go. And for those mm-hmm. who are, let's say there are probably chefs out there who also want to get their voices out there in some mm-hmm. way or the other, want to tell their story. What kind of resources would you recommend to them? Well, I mean, I, I would go back to that 
that original set of, of voices that are out there. I mean, it depends on which way you want to go. If you have right. the idea that you want to put a course out, right. I would send you straight to Amy Porterfield because <laughs> not only does she have this very structured way of doing things, but she's so super positive and, and supportive. And it feels like your best buddy is there talking to you, trying to encourage you and, and, and push you towards your goals. Right. Right. Um, right. If it were a podcast, I'd send people straight to, to Pat Flynn. But here's the thing. If someone said to me, I want to do something called chef stories where I, mm. I get in, I get stories from people and then I, I make them compelling. I'd say, well, go listen to 99 PI, go listen to radio lab, go listen to some of these other story based, um, go listen to snap judgment or um, is it the, the owl? Right. where they're actually doing just straight up storytelling right. and, and see how they're doing it and see how they're engaging in that way. If they wanted to do something instructional, I might point them in a different way. There's actually another um, baker out there. I cannot place her name right now, but she does something that's a little more uh, rigid than what I'm doing. I'm trying to throw loose concepts out there right. as guidance. And she was, she approached it from the perspective of, you know, you want to make a French buttercream. Here's how you make a French buttercream. And right. she would just go through it in a podcast. Um, but you may, you may find someone who is doing something that's very straightforward and instructional. Right. You know, if you wanted to interview people, I would send you to someone who does great interviews. Um, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Tim Ferriss does great interviews. Yeah, he does. I was trying to to think of one more. I'm going to do a little bit of a side here. Yeah. I lost my podcast app um, <laughs> a little while ago. Um, Brian Lehrer, even though it's all politics, yeah. I, I think he does an interesting job of interviewing people. Um, but there was one more. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell does a great oh, job. Malcolm, yeah, he's a great storyteller as well. I love his books. Mm-hmm. And, see, yeah. and that's, the, that's the interesting part. What I really, really like with, about what you said there is it's important to start somewhere where you're comfortable with this is what I got. Like you were ingesting podcasts yourself. This is, this was the main means that you would get information. Yeah. Uh, you didn't want to put your video out there. And honestly, you don't have to really when you're starting out, like, you know, mm-hmm. so I like that you said, start off doing what you're already doing and whatever mm-hmm. we're comfortable with and then experiment with that. And then the second thing that I really liked you said there is that once you've kind of figured out, okay, this is where I'm going to start then go find people who are doing really well mm-hmm. and try to see what they're doing well. Like if it's podcasting, we mentioned Pat Flynn, courses, Amy Porterfield, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you can just kind of watch people, how they're doing it kind of apply. And I would, I want to say the third thing that I really liked about what you said is there might be people who are doing very, it's very similar things to you, but everyone has their own style oh, and yeah. everyone has their own story. And that's why some people might list, might, might like listening to Chef Matt, who's a bit more like, out like talking about different concepts versus some people might like more structural design and more like, Hey, I need, I need the exact recipe right now because I'm cooking this right now. But I think it's important to understand that it, it you have to start now and perfect later do mm-hmm. stuff that's important uh, or more like fun for you and not something that's going to make sure that you won't do it. Like if you had started with video, I don't think you would have put so many episodes out there. Right? Oh, no, no, absolutely. Exactly. Not. Cause you knew yeah. like, it's so yeah. important to understand that. So mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm curious to hear cause um, I think it's important while as you're uh, podcasting about, you know, uh, bakery and you have some experience with that. What would you say is one of those one common myth about being a food po- podcaster that you want to debunk? <laughs> a food podcaster. Yeah, I, I I wish I could say in the moment. I I don't know any myths about 
food podcasters or bloggers <laughs> or, or any of that. Right. I, I, the, the thing that I did notice when I do a lot of my research is that um, a lot of food bloggers who are putting their face out there, hmm. um, they're, they're pushing from the perspective of a home cook wanting to learn how to bake something new. Right. Um, or learning how to be a better baker. And I think it's great because it means that, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the past you know, 20 years, random food has gotten better. Like you go to someone's yeah. house and the cooking. So it's so true. <laughs> um, I mean, I can, I, I wasn't a chef and now I can cook decent food. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for, from a myth perspective, I think some of the misconceptions, some of the things that I thought I would run into and I'm still afraid of running into is that I would constantly have food around. One of the reasons I'm happy in, in the moment that I'm not, well, let me pause on that. One of my concerns about being a pastry, pastry chef and more specifically doing this podcast or making videos is that ultimately I need to make the things that I'm talking about. And that means oh, I have right. a lot of sugar around the house that needs to be consumed. So, and especially in, in this, this day and age, you said it, 2020 pandemic, it's hard to give people food. It's hard to, it's hard to right. hand food out. It's like, oh, right. I baked this cake here. And, you know, <laughs> they might say, oh, COVID cake. I don't want that. That's, that's yeah. a super spreader right there. Right. Um, so there's a bit of a challenge there because ultimately one of the risks you have as a pastry chef, and you'll see this if you ever work in a pastry kitchen that, um, and especially if you have a, a superior chef, they're going to taste everything. Right. But when they taste things, they taste it in, you know, the size of your pinky fingernail. Like it's the tiniest thing. Is this buttercream, right? It's, it's a 32nd of a teaspoon. It's just the tiniest amount. Yes, right. that's right. Um, but you're surrounded by all of the stuff that's so consumed with sugar, unless you're baking red all the time. But even right. then, right. Um, and that, you know, sugar is addictive and, uh, and there's a reason for that. Um, and in large quantities, you'll become very unhealthy very quickly. Yeah. I so. can, you know, it's very interesting. I never thought of that, but now that you bring that up, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that could definitely be a, like a fear. And I think the one way to get, get past this is to like maybe podcast about that stuff and not start video right away. <laughs> you know, you don't have to record it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's ways, right? So no, that, that makes a lot of sense. I've honestly really enjoyed this conversation. And I think for me, the biggest thing has been changing and I've written it down actually the question shouldn't be, is it, it's, is it perfect? It should, the question should be, is it good enough? And just mm -hmm. fighting your perfectionist self, uh, fighting those fears, doing it anyway, and then starting now and knowing that you can always make it better later. Uh, yes, sorry, we were yeah. saying something, yes. Oh, no, no, I, I, I totally oh, agree I, I with you, like, It's <laughs> just that idea. Yeah. And, and, that, um, and that goes for anybody. I mean, you, you said earlier, what about people wanting to start a podcast about food? I mean, that's... That's, that's, that's everything you could be, you could want to start a, a podcast about kitchen towels. Like it's the right. same thing. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. 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 Totally agree. And so where can the listeners uh, connect with you, Matt? So I'm, I'm just getting started in a few areas. Um, but you know, you can connect with me on Twitter and Facebook at we bake like chefs. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Bake Like a Chef. You can go to bakedlikeachef.com. 
Um, and that's where you can pick up the podcast. And I should be in every uh, podcasting platform that's relatively common. I know I'm in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It's Big Like a Chef. It's, it's relatively easy to recognize. Um, it says Big Like a Chef, big <laughs> orange square right. icon with a rubber spatula in it. And um, yeah, it stands out pretty well. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And one final question for you. What does putting your story out there to the world mean for you? It means a lot of things. Um, I mean, a lot of this conversation was about personal growth, whether, right. whether we stated it or not, it's about yeah, personal it's, growth. And that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me personally, it's, it's about those two things. Um, those two core things that I, I mentioned, one now personal growth and the other is helping people. I have something, it, it costs me a lot, both in um, money, sweat, tears, hard nights. You know, I, when I came out of that and I was, had to work a few other jobs to, to pay those bills and get that taken care of, that's not easy. And there's a lot of stress in those times. So, you know, there is that aspect of sort of um, persevering over a challenge you had, but um, just that personal growth, getting it out there and really uh, having this opportunity to help people and see how what I put out there impacts uh, the, the people that benefit from it. And that's the thing I try to encourage as much as I can that, that I am here to listen and talk and uh, really explore the needs of people in my particular audience, right? I'm looking for people who maybe want to bake or be a pastry chef or cook professionally. And they're looking to grow their skills. They, they could be in their first baking job and they're in, you know, just a bread baker, kind of bread baker on a street corner. And they, it's them and the manager it's, and it's, it's his business or her business. And, right. you know, how can we get your skills up quickly? Right. How can we get you past some of those hurdles? Because food, it, it's not like Lego blocks, you know, breaking, baking bread there's a lot of sensory input where you have to recognize the characteristics of the dough as you're working through it to know that it's ready for the next step. And it's, it's smell, it's sound, it's, it's sight. Uh, it's, it's everything. So um, really just um, it's my opportunity to help push people through some of those challenges as, as quickly as possible. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I can really see the passion for cooking when you talk about it. And I yeah. honestly also feel that you really want to do this first to just be of service to others. Uh, I've, I firsthand experienced that, like you've helped me so much so far. Uh, so I want to thank you for bringing that energy. I can feel that energy. Um, oh, of course. You know, for those listening, they might, they might even sense it. Um, <laughs> I truly believe that. And uh, it's been great having you over the show today. I, everyone listening to this, go on, bake like a chef. If you want to learn more about learning how to bake or honestly, as Matt said, so much of a, this is personal growth. If you want to lear learn a bit about that, go head on to his site, to his podcast. Um, I had a great conversation today. And yeah, if anything Matt or I said today that inspired you, uh, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. And okay, that's absolutely. all. Perfect. Thank you so much, everyone. And we will see you next week. Remember, you got this beautiful. Hey you, thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthias.com. And until next time, my friend, 
hit the record button or, you know, the publish. Lots of love from your favorite. You got this, beautiful. Beautiful.